Hello, Dwayne Brennan here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Uh, Allie, good to be with you, sir. It's nice to see a smiling face. Yeah, I know, right? Amongst all this negative stuff that's going on, right? It's crazy. I, I, I'm at the point now where I'm just annoyed that I got to wake up at 9 a.m. and get up and do stuff. I just want to lay in bed all day and watch television. That's it. Catch up on my. I found a new show last night that I really like. Now I got a series I could binge watch for three seasons. Yeah, what show's that? Um, what was that show called, Nicole? Oh, Lock and Key. It was called, and it's um kind of like a fantasy about a family that moves to their family home after the father dies. It was his family home, and and the home has all this. The kid who believes in fairy tales could find these keys. As each key represents a different power. Like one key, you could put any door, you unlock it, it would be the door to wherever you want to go, like Paris, France, and he just opens the door and he's in France. Or he wants to go to, you know, an ancient time or a different dimension or whatever, and he's able to just walk through the door. And he's got, the kid's got all these senses to this key. Um, and then there was this lady in a well, like a spirit in the well, tricked him to steal one of the keys. And now she's just coming back, stealing all his keys. It's really, I started off going like, eh, I don't know, like, you know, and then <laughs> I love it, you know. So for me, that fantasy of, uh, you know, just, you know, and that's exactly it is. It's just an escape for me. TV, television, movies, that's my escape right now. What about you? What are you doing to kind of decompress? Do you read and do stuff? Like, what's your thing? Well, uh, let me tell you what you shouldn't do. Uh, last week, for the first time I watched, I watched I Am Legend. <laughs> I Am Legend <laughs> Will is... Smith. Oh, that's a great movie, though. That, uh, yeah, yeah, but not, you shouldn't be watching it right now. Uh, you know, everybody's yeah. dead and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, you know that movie was redone three times, so that was the, the that was redone from Charlton Heston, it was called The Omega Man. Um, so I love that movie from back in the 70s, The Omega Man with Charlton Heston, and then Will Smith redid it. And before that, it was done in, like, the 40s. It comes from a famous book. I think it's called The Last Man on Earth. Okay, okay. But, yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily watch that during this time. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I've got my books that I, you know, continue to read or listen to. Um, obviously, every morning um, I've got my scripture reading that I go through. I um I've got a plan that, you know, going through the Bible in a year, you know, that type of thing. So, and then I'm listening also to uh, uh, Killing Patton by Bill oh, O'Reilly. Yeah. And it's about I read World it. War II great. and, yeah, Killing Patton. I, I did the Killing, um, the Rising Sun. Uh, Such a great one book. Of the, All, every every yeah. one of those I read and um, what incredible books. Like, I love it from his perspective. And I actually learned a lot about history yes. because I was not a good history student in school. So all that, if it wasn't about girls or music, I didn't care, you know, like, and karate and martial arts. So, so like history was in one ear, not the other, but those books have really opened me up to a lot. And it's also right. His books are from a different perspective too, like things that you don't really hear historically in high school or school, right. And he talks about different things that happened, like why they happened. And yeah, great, great book. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. So that's, I'm going through, uh, Killing Patton right now, and then I've got, uh, Killing the SS is next. That's on my list next. Yeah. So once I get finished with yeah. Killing Patton, I'll, I'll, I'll do Killing the SS. So I yeah, like Killing, Ken- Killing Kennedy was really good about President yes, JFK. 
I learned a lot about him there too, about his back end deals and his affairs and all the stuff that went well, even, on. Right? Uh, killing Killing Reagan was good too. Uh, oh yeah, phenomenal. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, so like it's funny. I, I posted yesterday on Facebook. It, it's the weirdest thing, you know. It, it's I'm always posting positive stuff, and and you know this is part of our call today is you know how to stay positive, right? And I know you and I. I'm really lucky, and I want to say thank you. I, I'm really lucky to have you as a friend because um, you'll call me and just say, "Hey, Ali, how you doing this morning?" You know, and and or you'll call me if you're you're down a little, and I'm able to try to uplift you, and vice versa. We do that with each other. Weird and weird enough, we're so far away from each other. We do it more than I do with my local buddies. I have one other buddy that I do this with, and he's around town uh, from me, one of one or two towns away. But a lot of majority of my friends have just went into hiding. They don't respond to my text messages. They don't call back. Um, you know, they're struggling on their own with different things. So, uh, you know, I appreciate being able to just just have that that person to chat with and. You know, someone that understands what I'm going through. And, and I, when I say that, you know, Nicole and you, my fiance, your wife, I'm sure we talked to, they, they just, they get it. But having someone who's actually going through the struggles of, hey, a mom calls up and is nasty and, you know, I, I, I don't want to pay anymore. Or, you know, like people have said to both of us, you know, and, and you had this just recently where they said, you know, it's not the same experience. I just don't want to, you know, pay for the online classes. Let's say you know we'll we'll come back. So well, let's just jump in there. Like, how are you handling some of those people that are and and not only how are you handling them? Like, what's your rebuttal to those kind of things? But let's break this into two questions. I'm going to take a note so we don't lose track. But let's so like, how are you handling the client? So I'm going to give you a scenario. I, hey, Dwayne, you know my daughter has been training with you for a long time, and we love you. You're the best, you know. But we just the online classes are just not like the martial art classes that we're used to, and you know. So she's going to take a break, and you know when we get back, and and everything's all better, and and you know we're able to come back to the school, um, you know, then then we'll be back. So can you freeze my payments and you know take it from there? So how do you handle that? Yeah, and most people don't even know that you know what the options are. So I first have to educate them on. You know, most of them actually saying, can we cancel? So they're not even knowing that there's a hold because uh, I don't ever really talk about holding memberships, you know, when they sign up. Right. So I first have yeah, to by, by the way, too, the difference. just to be clear, though, you're you're also month-to-month, right? So you're not in a yearly yeah. contract, so they're just month-to-month. So what is your normal cancellation, 60 days? or? Uh, it's next month's notice to cancel. I used to call it 30-day notice, but – you know, if you told me today that, you know, uh, on, on the 29th of April that you wanted to be done and your next payment was the 30th of May, uh, then you'd come back to me and say, well, I gave you 30-day notice. How, why did I get charged in May? So I, right. that's why I call it next next month's notice to cancel. Got it. Good. Okay. Yeah. Gives you at least so, another month, you know, so you're not shocked with the loss. Right. And um, so uh, first I educate them with regards to, what the difference between putting something on hold and what, you know, canceling does. Because uh, if you cancel right. and you come back, there's, st- there's another registration fee to start all over again. But if you can't, mm-hmm. if you put it on hold, we can put it on hold up to three months, but then it automatically is reinstated after that or canceled uh, it, uh, if you call us, you know, before it gets reinstated. Um, mm-hmm. So I, if I educate them on that type of thing, then some of them were able to say you, they're able to, they're choosing to say, okay, yeah, put me on hold, and then, you know, when I feel comfortable coming back in, 
um, you know, we'll come back in. Because that's the other obstacle is just because we're open doesn't mean they're going to want to come in. And if they're not willing right. to do the um, <clears throat> the online, you know, interactive right now, even when we're open, we're still going to do online interactive. We have to, you know, because there's going to be those people right. that aren't going to want to come in. So <clears throat> I have to explain those things to them. I would say the majority of people, uh, probably 75% of them are putting it on hold. There's 25 to 30% that are just saying, no, nah, we're just, he's not interested anymore, or she's not interested anymore. Um, and and I knew that was going to happen, but it just stings when it does. Uh, so I've got a list of those people, of course, a couple of months down the road when everything's back to normal, new normal, whatever we're going to call it, um, you know, that's when I'm hoping to get a hold of them and uh, get them back in. But you know as well as I do when somebody quits and they're just not doing the, the, the stuff to get them back in to do it again after they've created some other habit is nearly impossible. Yeah, and, and you know what's interesting? I have had people now that have, you know, like they go on their vacation. This is the mindset that's going on. They took a break for the summer, right? And, and three weeks into it, the kids are pulling their hair out, beating up their siblings, they're they're not doing anything with any kind of discipline, right? And so now the parents are like, maybe I made a mistake. So I actually reached out to all my inactive, my, in, my people who are still paying, most of them, but they're just not training. And that means they're either going to live out the next four months and pay their agreement and be done um, and quit, just like we have when we have um, our, uh, you know, missing in action students in, you know, regular day. Um, so I've really started reaching out to them and saying, like, one mom, her, her daughter's name is Rooney. I'm like, so what are we doing with Rooney? Is she really just not going to do the online? She's like, no, no, my life has finally slowed down. I'm a nurse. My husband's a doctor. And now we could now it's we have to get back to our regular schedule because it's calming down a bit. So we'd like to get her in. And then I said, awesome. So then, you know, and I said, if you want, we'll do the one-on-one session to get her comfortable but I said, trust me on this, it's going to be something that she's going to love. So they're going to start back up. And I've had a few of those people that I was able to coach them out of the shadows, so to speak, and get them to come to the classes. And, you know, so so let me ask you the next part two of this question. How are you handling this type of stuff? Because as you said, it stings and it, and it hurts and you're watching your numbers and you're, you know, you're bringing people in to try out these virtual online classes as potential new members, but you're losing some. So it's that back-and-forth battle of in through the front door, out through the back door. Um, however, right now, we see less of the in through the front door only because of the nature of the situation, and there's more out through the back door. So how are you mentally preparing for it? Like, you know, what are you, not preparing, but, like, what are you doing to, to stay, stay motivated? Well, uh, I just... Honestly, I decided to go every time somebody quits or, or or puts on hold, I decided, you know, I just I type it in and as soon as I get done putting it into Spark, you know, I go, God, you know what you're doing. Right. Okay. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh so, you know, I know that we talked about we're gonna get a little philosophical today probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I just, I, that's it. I, like I, there's no other explanation to me to, that I can say, that I can trust, that I can whatever. Um, I, I'm, 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 I, I, you know, look, I told, I told God a long time ago that, you know, if this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. And if you want me to do something else, then, you know, you're probably going to have to knock me over the head uh, to let me know right. and then I'll go and do it. But uh, other 
other than that, you know, this is what I feel that I'm supposed to do. And look, and I think we talked about this before, but I have to go back and, and, and we had a call on this. You know, we talked about like right down the five, uh, uh, the, the five hardest things you've ever had to struggle through personally and right. or business wise to help motivate you. And I go back and I look at <clears throat> when I bought my partners out and I got in debt, we still survived. Um, you know, right. I, I had an, I had an instructor that, that literally taught here and then went and, uh, kidnapped his, girlfriend and 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 his girlfriend's kid and and mom and then and so there was four or yeah four people one two three four yeah four no three people he had excuse me four people he had hostage yeah uh and he ended up letting the girlfriend's friend and little kid go but he killed the the girlfriend's mom and the girlfriend and then killed himself and we still made it through that 2008 you know uh we we made it through that um, you know, I don't talk about this much, uh, but I, I, and this didn't happen here, but I did have a, <clears throat> an instructor at the time who, uh, one of my students, uh, this instructor was, um, I got to really be careful how I word this. This instructor was asked to babysit that student. It wasn't here, obviously it was. Yeah. And you know, you can, you can use your imagination, uh, from that. And yet we still made it through. So, yeah. So um, I go back and I start looking at those and going, okay. If God wanted me to be closed, it would. I would have been closed by now. <laughs> so I, I yeah. You know so, what I mean? so, so let me let me dig deep. So, like you know, your your lean. You personally are a religious person, and you know, you we just spoke about this before we started the call. Every day you read verses from the Bible and scripture. And um, by the way, I have a guy every morning from India, he's a Catholic priest, sends me a Bible verse every morning. And every morning I open it up and I say, I don't understand what, like the quotes, like I just don't even understand what they mean. So either it's from like the Old Testament and there's, there's got to be a dumbed down version to explain it to me because I don't even know what these quotes mean. Like in you know, I, I was I was making a joke talking to my daughter, and, and uh, you know, I would read it out in a very biblical voice, and I would read the quote, and I'm like, does it make sense to you? She's like, what what is she talking about? You know, like, so, so, but anyway, I, I, I am clueless when it comes to that, but you're reading the scripture for you. Let's dig in. Your your faith is in, in the Bible and religion, and um, that's what keeps you going, the belief that maybe God has a bigger picture. And, um, and me, I'm kind of a Born and raised Catholic, you know, my mom put me through everything I need to do, religion class, confirmation, you know, uh, all of that stuff. And and um, my my great aunt was a mother superior in the Vatican. She was like, oh, my God. She was like top, you know, doing stuff. Whenever she visited from Europe, she'd come, my mom would make me take down all my pictures that could have been suggestive in my room, like my Farrah Fawcett poster and, you know, uh, bikini models and all that stuff. So, um, but anyway, for me, I'm more lucky like guy. You, luck, yeah, I was gonna say lucky, lucky guy. You had a Ferris Fawcett, a Ferris Fawcett poster. I didn't have I, one. <laughs> oh my God, I definitely did. I remember that poster. Um, and uh, you know, so for me, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit more on an esoteric, you know, blend of stuff. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking honestly, dude, if I could just say this and not waste a lot of people's time, but I think there's like a major reset going on on the planet. Now, it, it's, it's 
the virus is what's caused this. Intentionally, non-intentionally, biologically, who knows what happened. But I, I do see this reset. Like, you know, there, there are um, the canals in Venice are clean for the first time in 50 years where dolphins and swans and ducks are swimming in. Um, there, you know, there are rivers and oceans that the, the rubbish and garbage is just washing up on shore, almost like the, 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 there are mermaids filtering and pushing it up and saying, here, take your stuff back. You know, like, skies have been the clearest it's ever been. I honestly see wildlife that I've never seen in my little neighborhood that's coming out, like rabbits just hanging out on lawns and squirrels, or, you know, birds are just hanging out real close to you. It's just a weird thing. So maybe, maybe to me, that's my understanding that it's a major, massive reset. Um, and uh, and then I wrote on my Facebook page just yesterday. I said, you know, everybody write three things down that's positive that's come out of this coronavirus quarantine and shutdown. Like, tell me what tell me what you're getting out of it. And people wrote, I'm finally getting home cooked meals with you know at home eating it with my my wife or my fiance. I'm taking walks with my kid. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. There's some positives that have come out of it that, you know, even for me with teaching, I've learned a lot about myself and about what I want to do coming back with teaching on Zoom. You know, that kind of thing, just having having the classes. So so for you, so that, you know, you're leaning towards the spiritual side. But what do you do every morning? Like what, you know, like sometimes you and I wake up and we say, I'm like, Dwayne, I felt like I had an elephant sleeping on my chest last night. I mean, I, I woke up and I felt this anxiety and pressure. How you feel? And you're like, oh, I felt that way too. And I'm wondering if it's like the time period, midweek, Wednesdays, or maybe it's, you know, uh, the time of the month where it's getting towards the end of this month going into a new month. What what are we to expect? Like, so what are, what are you as a martial artist doing with that stuff? Like, are you a list taker? What do you do? Like, how do you get your mind in, in place? Well, obviously, I mean, I'm writing everything down with regards to uh, uh, the losses and or the gains or the freezes right. and all that other stuff. <clears throat> so right. I'm doing that. I look at my list. This is as as um, as basic as you can get, but you know, this is my my list of people that are on trial right now, and you know, this is the first list, and this is the second list, and this is the third right. list. You know, wow. and and I got the tri- now, trial dates next to them. I have I have forty people on a on a trial. Um, so let's po- let's right point now. that I out to people. Let, let's point that out. So so you have during the quarantine, you know, you're losing students out the back door. Meaning, you know, that old saying: holes in the bucket. Students come in the top, they dribble out the bottom, or they come in the front door, they go out the back door. This is existing students. So you and I, and by the way, you're doing a much better job because my list is about like this long. Let me show you my list of how many people that have come in. Can you see that? That's, <laughs> no, just kidding. No, just I have Nothing. I have four people. Four people have come in. So, um, but four people that have come in that are actually doing classes, and I do have some positive stuff with old students wanting to come back that they got re-engaged and re-excited about training via my Facebook Live class. You know, they, they saw, you know, I've been, you know, one of them is a retired cop. He got injured on the job, three-quarter pension. He's been injured and healed now. And he's like, I really always miss the dojo. In fact, we've been talking. He's like, you know, how many times your your classes saved my life, um, you know, in the real in the real world with the martial arts? So, um, but anyway, so for you, you know, you're, these people are going in the front door. Uh, I mean, going out the back door. Now you have 40 leads. 
that are engaged, that you've, and man, you're working hard because you've done 60 um, intros, one-on-one, 15, 20-minute intros with every single person that's inquired about your online classes. So you have a sales funnel of 40-plus people that are engaged in training right now, right? They're actually doing your classes. Tell, tell the listeners about that. For all the people, and I have a lot of friends that are inactive in their schools. They're not, they're not doing live classes. Some of them, one of my friends has a big school. He just literally shut his school down and stopped billing people. He has like 250 students. He's like, I don't want the aggravation. I'm not. I'm like, what? Like 250 students times 179, and you just said, I'm not, I don't want the aggravation, and you walked away? So, like, what are you doing with these people? Tell everybody about how how that's happening. Well, are you talking about the intro and then? Uh, yeah, the, well, the intro and and how the whole process is yeah. and and how you're doing with it. Have you signed any of them up into real programs yet? Have they converted yet? 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 This not yet. This week I have uh, let's see one two I have one two three four four people to talk to by the end of the week, and so I'll know, you know, by Friday um, whether they they want to continue or not. And now, what's your deal? Um, what are you doing yep. at, you know, a discounted, tell us. Yeah, so um, we do a, uh, you know, like you said, it's a, it's about a 15-minute intro, if you will, and it really turns out to be more of a 20-minute intro. And, and so I block out a half an hour. The first 10 minutes is to sit down and explain to the parent what it's all about, what they can expect, how it works, the price of the program. The next 10 minutes is spent with the kid, you know, doing the moves, they motivating them to, uh, you know, to get ready for their first class, when their first class is. And then I tell them a little bit, a little bit of Mr. Bean, who their teacher is going to be that, you know, <clears throat> Mr. Bean's his teacher. Uh, you know, Mr. Bean is 31 years old. He started karate with me when he was 11. So he's been doing martial arts for 20 years with me. And so he's going to be your teacher and, you know, that type of thing. And then the last 10 minutes is the back end, just setting everything up on, on you know, inside of my computer and making sure yeah. that everything is, is set and ready to go. But the offer is now two weeks free, but before, when we first started back in April, it was one month. But uh, so they get to do their whole, you know, whatever trial period for free. After that, the normal price of our program is 149 a month, and then there's a, there's a $100 registration fee. Uh, but Mrs. Jones, what we're kind of, I guess what we're doing right now, I guess you can kind of call it a, a quarantine special. And I do it that way. I kind of, you know, make my voice laugh. Yeah, yeah. And I say, uh, yeah, quarantine special is, is we're going to waive the $100 registration fee. So there is absolutely no registration fee. Uh, first month is $99. And then every month after that is $149. And then I explain to them that we don't do contracts. It's next month's notice to cancel. So, it's very basic, very straightforward, very basic. Right, right. Now, um, what is it a month, your normal tuition rate? 149 Yeah, so I mean, so you're not, like some people, I know a friend of mine is also doing it. He's one of our one of our clients at his website, and he's a, a coaching client of mine. He's given them a discounted on, I don't know why, but he is, but he's given a discounted online. So like, like we'll be discounting it for two months for when we get back to live classes. The minute we open up, it'll go back but to they're on 49. Yeah, but they are live, right? They're just they're I know, live. exactly, exactly. Right. But I am. I'm kind of giving a discount because I'm telling them that it's 99 for the first month and then 149 every month after that. And part of that was because I knew that they were going to still have to do virtual before they could do physical. 
So I, I mean, right. I'm discounting it, but but I'm only discounting it for one month. I don't care if they're still right. quarantine or not. Yeah. Hey, listen. I know. Um, even with our program, uh, you know, through Spark, they've given us some, you know, uh, some some letters to use, and a lot of them are available, like uh, to you know to to get people to stay when they say they want to stop. And I'm reading a lot of the letters, and um, some of them I like. Some portions of the letters I like. Some of them I rewrite entirely. I just like the gist of the idea. Um, you know, I'm not very much into sending letters that make me sound illiterate where the you know, words are spelled like you're texting. And, and I just don't, I can't do it. I don't want to be that guy. You know, yeah, I, I'm not 14. You know what I mean? So a lot of I take a lot of it I change. However, um, some of the stuff that they're saying is that, listen, if you want to stop now because it's a money issue, we're doing this kind of and people could do this. It's a great idea. Um, just do it as a pay as you pay as whatever you can afford kind of mindset. So if you could give us 40 bucks, pay 40 bucks right now. That's all we're asking. Like we want to keep you engaged. And I've done that as well where I've had students that the mom, you know, a lot of hairdressers and people that are live by paycheck to paycheck through their tips and, you know, waitresses and waiters and, um, you know, so now they're not working so they have no money coming in and they're dead in the water. You know, I said, listen, don't pay now. I don't care. And, you know, I just want you to train. So I'm keeping their foot in the, in the water, so to speak, training. And I said, just pay, pay when we get back or, you know, save this money up. And when we get back, we'll reevaluate. We just want to keep so-and-so going and we don't want to stop, you know, so I don't want to like shoot myself in the foot because, uh, you know, people don't have the money. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want that ever to happen. I want to help people during this pandemic and this time, right? I want to be that, that, you know, sure. philosophical again, I want to be that leader that, you know, that guides them and helps them with their situation. Yeah, I mean, I've got a whole list of uh, of people that I'm like that with. Uh, you know, this whole this whole left side, uh, all all of these, all of those people are um, right. still training. I'm just not charging yeah. them because they right. can't afford it right now. Um, gotcha. I, I understand. Um, so, so then I think that I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm funny. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know how much you're down, but we're close to $10,000 per month down already. Right, yeah. I'm down at least that between the two schools, right? So, but here's it's, here's funny. I just, it's, here's a funny thing. I just got a text message from one of my tenants because I own my buildings and I have other tenants. So one of the tenants is, Ali, I haven't written your, it was able to get to the post office to mail your check with all the craziness. I'm like, well, just put a stamp on it and put it in the mailbox and the postman will take it. They're like, oh, we don't, I don't have the stamp. I'm like, all right, I'm out of options at this point. So send it whenever you can, you know, like, I don't know what, to, you know, I'm not pressuring them. Um, and I've given them some discounts as well as tenants. So, but yeah, dude, I, I think that for me, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, and I wrote down, you know, what, what are some of the rebuttals? Like, what are some of the things you're doing to kind of shift people? So I want to quit. My my son just doesn't like the online training. Like, and then you or it's a hassle. What? Yeah, or it's a hassle to set up the TV. Yeah, and I have that too. Like, people are setting up their iPhone. I can see the kid. This is the kid in the screen, like trying to see the the little <laughs> iPhone. You know, like they're. You know, and I'm like, let's get the time to figure it out and put it on the television. If you have, to, if you have an iPhone, you could air, air play it, you know, right, and just airdrop it right to the television, most televisions. Or, 
you know, but if not, put it on a laptop or put it on something bigger. You know, I had a, the mom with a three-year-old. She's showing it to her son on a phone. And I'm like, I'm like this big in the picture. You know, like they're not going to be listening to me. You know, you got to get it at least on an iPad or something bigger. So, so, but what are you saying to people when they're, when they're saying, listen, I just want to take a break until you get back. And I know you said that already, but because they're not engaging and they don't like the classes. What, what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, or they figured out that, oh, um, you know, the, Mr. Bremen is just teaching the class. He's not really, you know, uh, he's he's not really seeing me. And we don't call the kids out all the time because, you know, we're recording the classes and putting them on our, right. on our app. So I don't want to keep saying, and Mr. Bean doesn't want to either. We don't want to keep saying, hey, Johnny, Johnny, come on, you know. Right. Well, you know so what, though? I honestly, be- I honestly believe, though, that, Parents like that. Like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't look good to the masses of the people who are watching the recorded classes that somebody's acting out. But honestly, in my opinion, um, most parents are probably going to be happy that you called someone out, right? They'd, they'd rather you. And I do that all the time. Like, you know, uh, Cody, why are you spinning around in a circle? We're, we're sitting there standing still at attention right now. Or, or you know, Jackson, what are you sitting on the couch for? You and I are supposed to be, you know, how come you just went and got a drink? Who said you could get a drink? Like, I have people that literally will say, Shannon, and I'm like, yes, uh, Alexa, yeah. can I go to the bathroom? Like, same as they would in a classroom. I'm like, you can't just walk away. This is no different. You know, yes, I'm here with you in your living room. I'm here to teach you. So I would, I would honestly call them out if you, if, you know, for the sake of showing that it's the same discipline all the time. But it's up yeah, to you. Well, you I was going to say, to answer your question, though, I, I do try to get them to do the virtual private lessons. And um, yeah. it's still the same thing. It's like, well, you know. It, they're not engaged and they just don't want to do it anymore. And I, I really think that a lot of these parents are just tired of being uh, parents and making their kids do things. And, and now they're realizing that, um, you know, and I probably would feel that way too. I think maybe to a certain degree, I'm not trying to belittle the parents, but now they're going, wow, you know, these teachers have a lot to deal with, even with my kid. Boy, my kid, I thought my kid was the, the good one in class. And, you know, not just, not just, I don't mean just martial arts teachers. I mean school teachers as well. You know, they're yeah, going, yeah. oh, my gosh, my, yeah, I, if, if, well, if, if little Johnny's doing that with me, what the heck is he doing with, uh, you know, Mrs. Uh, Smith in, in, in first grade, you know, that type of thing. Well, absolutely, dude. I think that that's the structure for even homeschooled parents, giving them massive amounts of credit of having this kind of mindset where they wake up at a certain time, they eat breakfast, and they go to the living room, and they start classes, right? So um, I, I see parents can't, you know, they can't, they're at home. Like, here's the scenario. They're at home quarantined, so nothing has left the house. They didn't leave their uniform in the street somewhere. It's somewhere in the house. And I'm like, how come uh, Maxim doesn't have his geek? Oh, we couldn't find it. I go, you had it yesterday. Like, where did it go? You're in the house now. Just like, we're going to do a scavenger hunt on this Friday. I think we might add in and find your geek that you haven't used. You know, like, and, and I yell at people. I want them fully prepared to class. I want them ready to go. I, I Some of my black belt kids who do a black belt class are in their pajamas. They, I don't normally teach that class, so I pop in, and I'm like, Wrenchy Ryan, you're letting Ma- you know, Madison get away with not wearing her gear again, and that's not what we're doing here. If you can't even get off your butt to get dressed, and the parents can't prepare them, this just goes to show why um, during the normal time we have lack of motivation because people are so inundated. They, they're so unorganized. They're, 
they're they're not able to be disciplined enough to actually have the right equipment, check the calendar, you know, in my school to know what weapon of the week it is, or whether they should bring their sparring gear, whether they should bring their bow staff. Um, and, you know, yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. And that's, by the way, that's what I love about the Spark app now, because you can post the schedule on the app and people can just click on the schedule and see it. They have no excuses. Um, right. You know, well, which, which I, pretty cool. I was going to say, too, I, I had a private lesson last week where um, – the it's it is one thirty in the afternoon. Uh, the kid is six years old, and I'm doing this private lesson with him, and he's yawning. Yeah, like literally yawning. And then right after it, his I, I have a private lesson with his sister, so the camera just stayed on, and I did the lesson with the sister. And and by that time, it's you know quarter to to two. And I said, uh, hey, let's let's work on self-defense. Mom, can you be her partner? And mom's off camera. She goes, oh, well, I'm still in my pajamas and I don't have makeup on. Well, look, I, I said, and I knew, I know this mom. I said, well, we went to high school together back in the day that neither one of us needed makeup. So I know what you look like. It's not a big deal. You know, yeah. and it's like, it's one thirty, two, almost two o'clock in the afternoon and you don't have I know. clothes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had. I what had are you showing your kids? I, I bet you those kids did not have clothes like they had their pajamas on up until the time that that we had our private lesson. Well, dude, this is the thing though. Like the, the kids rule the roost, right? That's that's kind of like what they what they say that thing where um, parents are now. And, and I have a few parents who look. And by the way, this is a good thing for our virtually interactive classes where they're able to say go in the room and train with Sheehan, and they get an hour of sanity on their own, right, where the kids are not at each other's throats. And some of my brothers, they go to separate rooms because when they're in the same room, they're hitting each other on purpose. So now we have them separated in separate rooms. They can independently get some time away from each other and interact as their, as themselves. Um, but anyway, yeah, so some, some of the parents are just not really, they're not, they don't know how. And they don't have that self-motivation themselves to get up and, and get dressed and do things. I, I mean, my fiance, Nicole, and I, I mean, I get up every morning and I get dressed, you know, and I, you know, I, I do my hair and, and, and get ready. And, and then, you know, she's at her desk in the office working full time from, from 8.30 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. She leaves. I make her lunch and I make her breakfast, but then she's right back. She's very disciplined about her job and um, full, she, thank God we're lucky. She's fully, you know, fully engaged in a full, full work week. Um, but I, here's a funny story. One of the other guys, I forget what school it was. He said that, uh, he got, he had to warn his parents because one of the moms walked over and she didn't have her bra on and she had this really loose shirt and she walked over to adjust the camera and both of her boobs popped out. <laughs> so he's like, you know, parents, you gotta be careful. And, uh, she was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And I'm like, can you send me a copy of that footage? You know, I didn't get to see that. <laughs> so he's like, no, I didn't record it. I erased the recording. I'm like, why? That would have been a great blooper. No, but, um, but you know what? It's kind of funny at how that, and that's I'm why we're so important. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you didn't, uh, just, you know, say uh, a great boober instead of blooper. Yeah. Instead of a blooper, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so for us, you know, it's about normalcy and, and, you know, where the little portion of normalcy in their, their lives, yes. you know, I had a parent say to me, which is kind of ridiculous, but he always says little comments that are a little ridiculous. He's like, why didn't you keep your normal schedule? I'm like, we have 
between the two schools, we had like 60 classes a week. You, you want us to be teaching 60 classes and different times in different rooms for, I'm like, we just combined everyone together. They all come to the same place. Not like you have to drive here, you know, and we're working out together, but that's how much they, they wanted normalcy in their lives. They wanted to have the same schedule, the same regimen and so on. And that I respect for that, that regard. And, and their kids at every single class taking advantage. They're training six to seven days a week, her kids. Their kid. Um, so, so here, let's go into another question. So that, so for you, we all, all of our most school owners ran furiously, fastly to the to the lines, suppose you know, technically, and try to fill out the COVID nineteen ten thousand dollar act. You know, they they froze payments and tried to freeze mortgage statements and so on and so forth. So, so whoever did that, that's a good thing. But then, so our overhead was here. And then it got reduced to here, right? So because we don't have to pay that mortgage, so we saved 2000 bucks. We didn't have to pay this for three, four months and so on. So the blessing is, and this is why I keep – I'm shocking myself sometimes when I look at the billing volume, and we're still bringing in money. Like they're, like I said before, hairdressers, no work. You know, um, you know, people that are in other jobs, they're just out. They're out and, you know, unemployment is impossible to get. Um, you're online for hours. You get wait for four. my friend was online for seven hours and then he got kicked off after seven hours of waiting. He just kept his phone with him. He's riding his bike. He's playing his guitar. And then finally, after seven hours, he got kicked off. All of it wasted. Hmm. So for us, we're blessed to be able to continue to give this to our students. You know, and so for me, and then I'm gonna share with you what I, um, when someone says, "Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore," I'm I usually get very upset. I wouldn't sleep well. I'd get annoyed, or if they if they did a chargeback, I'd be pissed off. Like, why not just call me? Why not just tell me you're going to cancel your credit card on me, et cetera, et cetera? So I said, why don't we, um, you know, why don't you talk to me about it? You know, I would say that to him. But now I'm just not letting it bother me. I'm letting it go because I have no control whatsoever over it. You know, right. and nope, uh, I agree. Yeah, and and uh, yeah. So so I think that you know, for everybody who's out there listening or listening in the future. It's really about perspective, isn't it? It's so important for us to think about, like, what is going on. You know, we could always look, and I had a good friend. Um, he still to this day walks around, and he has a proverbial black cloud above his head. Like, everything is negative. You know, like, you know, and I talk about these people on my lunchtime chats that I do every Thursday. It's like, um, you know, uh, hey, it's a beautifully sunny day out. Yeah, it's way too hot. Or, you know, it, it's raining out. Uh, yeah, I hate the rain. You know, yeah, but it's watering the garden. Ah, uh, yeah, but I don't even like my garden. You know, like everything is always negative, negative, negative. And there are certain people out there that I see in our industry that in the martial art industry that they're just looking for the negatives all the time, you know, and, and I get it. Like, why not think for the positive? If you're able to survive in this, this time, and pay your bills and still bring in some income by teaching virtual classes and give people a service that actually benefits their life, you know, that really helps them, um, their kids, their, you know, their lives, the parents get a break or the, the adults are still training, you know, what, you know, we live, a, we're really lucky, to be honest. And, and if it lasts for another month, maybe, Maybe, um, you know, it, it, it will, you know, as it gets longer and longer, maybe more and more people will fall out. But in your case, Dwayne, yeah. you have, um, you know, you have people that are actually signing up. So you're kind of filling the front door as some exit the back door. And maybe at the end of the day, when we go back, 
after a few months of normalcy, um, maybe you'll be like this, a little bit lopsided with the, you know, the higher quits than not, but you, at least you're right. not like this where you're almost virtually out of business. So <clears throat> I think that that's, that's an important thing. We have to count our blessings. We have to really be, you know, look at, look at things and, and count those blessings. Well, yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got to just got to keep focusing in on that. And that's, I think the hardest part. I, I am, uh, I, I would say on the outside, a lot of people say that I'm a positive person. And, and I, and I think I am to a certain degree. Um, but I would say I'm a pragmatic optimist. You know, I'm not, I, I, I look at everything and go, crap, you know, but then I go, okay, but there's got to be a light at the end of this tunnel. You know, I always just, and right. I've said this on numerous podcasts before, but I just go back and fall back on what my mom always told me, you know, this too shall pass. So I was having a conversation with her and I said, you know, look, I, not that I want to speed time up. I said, but, uh, you know, being in your position, being retired and just having an income come in and not have to worry about it. Yeah. She goes, yeah, don't, don't, she goes, don't get me wrong. I thought about that for you. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm thankful that I don't have to go through what you're going through. <laughs> yeah. So I had a conversation yesterday for about an hour with an old friend, you, you know, him and I are still in touch, but really not like we used to be. And, um, We've had some ups and downs in our relationship over the last 30-plus years. He's a martial arts school owner, and he reached out to me yesterday. And um, it was a really good conversation, but he's 73 years old. He's had double hip replacements. He's had a shoulder rotator cuff surgery. Um, he's a hardcore martial artist, put his body through hell. He just recently had four stents and open-heart surgery. He said his, his wife found him, passed out on the couch, called the you know, ambulance, and, and they saved his life, right? So he's talking to me about, um, you know, how can I, and he's got like a smaller school and uh, he's on a month to month lease. And he's like, how, how can I sell my school? He's picking my brain. I knew there was a reason why we get together and chatting a little bit more, but he wanted to pick my brain a little bit. And, and um, yeah, so lo and behold, uh, you know, I said, well, what do you want to sell your school for? And he says, well, I'd like to get like 15 grand. I said, do you have anyone to take it over? He says, not really. So I said, so this is your scenario. What I'm hearing is the $15,000 will that make or break your life? You know, like if you don't get that 15 grand, will you be broke and, and not be able to survive? He's like, no, 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 everything is good. I, I just would like to get 15 grand. I'm like, well, but the $15,000 is your handcuff right now. So there's nothing stopping you. If someone handed you a $15,000 check tomorrow, you'd check out like that. You'd be done. You'd be like, oh, goodbye, students. I miss you. I love you, but I'm just not, you know, I'm getting older. My health is fading, and I want to enjoy my life, travel with my wife. He's got a wife that's much younger than him. They want to do some traveling. So I said, like, what is holding you up from just making this step? You know, wh why not just retire, you know, elegantly while you have the time and enjoy the 10, 20 years, whatever it may be, 30 years that you have left in your life, right? Take that time to enjoy. And I think for me, Dwayne, I think this has been a really big reset mentally for me. What you said before is that, you know, the money end is really the pressure, right? What, if I had no money pressure, no bills, no money pressure to turn out a living, um, I would be blissful living in my house right now with my fiancé and just, you know, there'd be no stress whatsoever. I'd be working out. I'd be at my pool filtering, cleaning my pool. I'd be hanging out just enjoying life, um, taking a periodic ride in the car together, and, and that would be my life. So we should all reevaluate. We should look at our lives, yeah. and, and, and just, it's a simple balance of scales, like that old scale picture, um, you know, tip, tip the scales, you know, you have it. So um, 
What is it that you need to survive? How much money can you be putting away? Do you need to live that opulent lifestyle? Do you need to have three cars? Do you need to have, you know, go out and shop and spend $300 a month on new clothes? You, you know, like I'm doing things right now because I'm challenging myself. So I bought an electric lawnmower. I used to be in the landscape business, and I swore I'd never, ever cut another lawn again. Mm-hmm. And I bought my lawnmower, and I'm out there mowing my lawn, weed whacking my lawn. But but I'm saying, and then I come in the house and I go, just save myself thirty five bucks. And I have a running tally of how much I've saved this year. You know, like I I, I did my cleanup, I did my lawn, I you know I I did this, I did that, I fixed my sprinkler. You know, uh, and uh, I'm finding some satisfaction in saving money that I used to just churn churn out work so that I can afford to pay that bill. You know, so so whatever three students it took me to maintain my landscaping company, right? So now those three quit, right. and I'm doing it myself. So so what is it like? What are you doing mentally with that? You know, preparing. Are you scaling back at all? Are you doing things on your own? I know at one point you said that you were con- contemplating, you know, doing stuff just for the sake of making some extra dough on the side. Like I don't know, like you know what? So you're back. Like what are you doing? That's my question. Yeah, uh, I. <laughs> Definitely uh, trying to save every penny. <clears throat> I, you know, I went through and cut, cut stuff out of the right. uh, the budget. You know what I mean? And uh, but I'm I'm still putting money away. Um, I, I, you know, I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm I'm not out mowing my lawn. But we've always mowed our lawn anyways. My wife usually mows it. Or, you know, or I'll mow it on the weekend or something. But she's usually off in the summertime, so she has a little bit more time. And she likes to do it. Right. You know that right. type of thing. So, but I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I open yeah. up my own pool. I close my own pool. I I I take care of the pool myself. You know. I. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. So, we we I, hire getting, out the big stuff though, because I don't know how to. I couldn't build a a shed. Right. I was going to say that I, I'm finding personal satisfaction in it as well. Like I mean, so I, I would maybe I don't know what I'd be doing in place of that hour a week that it takes me to cut my lawn. I I probably would have filled it with being on a call or doing a post or checking my Facebook feed or whatever. You know, maintaining emails and text messages with my students. So I'm getting out and I'm breathing fresh air and I'm cutting my lawn and I come back in and I feel like, wow, like this is what I used to do when I was young, you know, like that kind of thing. So my major point with that is it's like when we reevaluate, there's a total reset in our lives, right, where we're looking at, you know, the planet getting cleaner air and the waters and the oceans cleaning up and all that. What can we do as, as uh, business owners, as school owners, to live a much more fulfilled life? I think that through this all, um, with other than the the people who are can that are having affairs on the side and can no longer at this point sneak out of the house to see their girlfriends. Like I read a funny meme where it said that, uh, or someone posted it. I don't know, maybe even you or somebody did. And it was like uh, we developed a team. Oh, oh, you know who it was? It was Chris Angel, the magician. He said we've developed a team called the Corona Task Force team, where we send for a small fee, we send an entire people group of people in full hazmat gear to take you away to quarantine you at your girlfriend's house and then falsify all the documents and keep your family up to date on how you're doing because they're not allowed to come see you so while you're at your girlfriend's house you know you know you pay us and then you get to see her then we bring you back healed to the family when you're ready to go back you know so it's like how many people out there are having to reevaluate their lives right you know and um, how many parents how many dads are like 
you know what, I miss this time. I, I haven't experienced riding a bike and taking a walk and, you know, having a catch in the yard and, you know, go, going for a ride as a family because I've been too inundated with work. And, you know, one thing I could tell you is when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to say, I wish I would have worked more. Um, you're going right. to always say, I wish I would have spent more time with my family, you know, had more fruitful conversations with my students. I'm like, I'm I'm loving the fact that we're in their living room and I get to see their pets, their brothers, their sisters, their, you know, what their house looks like, you know, how, how they you know, interact as a family during, during, in, in the home. Um, it's brought a, a little bit more of an intimacy to our relationships, you know, so I think that's pretty cool. Now when we come back, I'm going to be, hey, how's your dog, uh, you know, Butch doing, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, that, 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 that's been interesting, you know. Right. That's a cool, cool thing. So for me, I'm just doing a little bit of a reset, revalue, reevaluation. And, and ultimately my stress is money. My, that's what I that's what I wake up in the middle of the night at with, you know, even though I don't need to. Am I going to pay this bill? What am I going to do with that mortgage? What am I going to do to, you know, this person quit? I mean, if I won lotto tomorrow and won like, you know, $5 million, I'd never, I wouldn't have a stress in the world. Maybe I'd teach for free. Like, so what is, this is what I'm asking the clients, not necessarily you, but I'm asking the people who are listening. What is it in your life that you value most? Like, what is, now when we come back, how would you maybe remodel, rechange? And I say remodel, that could be from the look of your school, which you could be doing now, by the way. People could buy a gallon or two of paint, and they should have painted their school room. I've, I've had some work. All the windows were painted at my school. We replaced the wood framing on the door. We rebuilt both signs at both of our schools. We have these Tory Gate, like Japanese Tory Gate signs. Um, I reordered those signs. They're being shipped to me from my printer. Um, you know, uh, when we, a lot of the chipping paint we're, we're fixing. Um, my, my guy Ryan was there, Wrenchy Ryan, he runs the schools with me. He's there every day and he's cleaning as well. So that place is spotless. So what is it that we're doing? And then, by the way, what are you going to do to revamp your curriculum, your, your rules, your system, the way you run your business when it comes back? How are you going to interact with your families now? Because they're going to expect that same intimacy, right? So that's that's a major question. What are your thoughts on any of that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I, I, I will tell you, you know, part of me is like, do I really need a front desk person? I do when the new person, when, when somebody comes in to do a trial, you know, yeah. physically to come in and do a trial, I, I, I there needs to be uh, somebody here to get them moving forward but after that but does, they, like, do but I does, their, does there really I, I can tell you that i went from my mindset used to be head instructor program manager and assistant instructor in every school i ever opened right and i've always had that model where i was paying a program manager and you know this i've joked about this before i was paying the program manager to sit at the desk and i had a long list of things to do i used my spark membership software to assign them tasks call this person on the two week do this and do that and then I'd come over to the desk and see the person watching cat videos. No joke. And I'd say, hey, are you watching a cat video? And they'd turn to me and say, oh, why? Am I not supposed to be watching cat videos? Or, or I'd go into history, and I'd see the history on Google and see searches for holiday vacations and mountain retreats. And, my, you know, one of my guys would he'd say to me, I couldn't, I can't handle these kids. I need an assistant. So I'd hire an assistant to help him. And then I'd find out that he was then sitting at the desk 
searching out and doing his homework assignments, right, while, while the assistant that I was paying to assist him taught the class. So, so my answer to your question is I then went to, um, you know, no program managers. And, and I, I basically found a way around it using my automation and my Spark. And then I'd be there on the days that I had a trial, and I'd come in and introduce and walk them through and talk to them. And I got rid of two people. And, and two assistants, four people, and I saved myself. My accountant actually asked me to do my taxes. He said, Al, do you realize that you reduced your payroll by 60% this year for 2019? 60%. Just imagine how much money. He goes, you're so much more profitable because you're not paying those salaries and you're bringing in more money. So that, there's something to reevaluate where we look at it and say, like, do we need that? You know, could you be putting that 60 grand a year, whatever you're paying, that you'd be paying, or 20 grand, even 30, to a front desk manager into your kid's college fund? You have a young boy growing up that he's going to college soon. Could you be paying for that, you know, instead of having, you know, with just shifting people that are working already, shifting their priorities and how you bring them in? Just a question. Right. Yeah, I'm. I will tell you, I am looking at that. You know, um, <clears throat> I could be the one that comes in and does yeah. that, and then and then leave, like, and then be done for the night. Yeah. And you could and you could do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, maybe only. Like, if you don't want to come in every day, you could set it up according to what's good for you. Still live the lifestyle, and and but not. Not be there every day. You could say, okay, I'm only going to do my trials on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe, or Monday and Friday, whatever the case may be. Or you could stick to the Zoom thing and do your first intro on Zoom from your home office. Like, I've, I've thought about that going, like, I like this uh, meeting them in person beforehand. They're sitting on their living room couch, and I'm saying, so what do you want to achieve? Like, what is your goal? You know, okay, let me meet your son. Okay, great. Hey, good to meet you. We're going to do this and that, and this is going to be your first class. Like, why couldn't we do a lot of that virtually? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, it, we can't. Well, when things get back to normal, you know, and they have school and stuff, you can't do it during the day. You can't. You know, it's still has right. to be done at night. So I might. I'm thinking I might as well just do it here. You know, let me right. ask you this though. I'm I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. curious. Uh, not that I want to get on uh, Spark, but um, what are you – How? because you've done this. How are you signing people up without having an enrollment conference physically? Um, well, I, I this is my process, and it's been working cr- incredibly for the last two years for me that I've canceled and gotten rid of all my program managers. So even if I'm not at my school – which most of the time I am because I have two locations. So like, you know, and one of them I'll teach one day. And then I do have an assistant that's an old student of mine who teaches on certain days. But so I'm engaged. Let's say I'm working four days a week to five days a week versus six or seven now. But so, so let's say Mrs. Smith comes in for a trial class and then she meets my guy and she's on the kids on the floor. I'm at home and I text them. And I text them through my Spark app, and I said, hey, Mr. Jones, how things going? I'm sorry I couldn't make it in. Or I'll let them know ahead of time, listen, I'm the owner. I would have loved to have met you, um, but I won't be able to make it in tonight. But you're in good hands with my guys, right? And then um, then I would say to them while they're doing the class, how's, how's Joey doing? And, oh, he's doing really well. I'm like, just, is he listening? Like, I'll ask questions that I, that I want them to answer so that they see what's going on, like, is he paying attention or are my guys keeping him focused? Is he, is he 
having a lot of fun? Is he really excited about this? Like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe. And then I said, oh, great. And then we, we now put them into the one month free program, right? So they do a one month free trial. So I have a whole entire month to win them over. By the end of the month, they're normally asking me to sign them up. Um, how do we keep going? Okay, well, all I got to do is email you via Spark the agreement. And, it, you know, initially, within the first week, we're going over prices so they're not sticker shocked. Like, I don't want them to think, like, oh, my sure. God, I thought this was going to be $20 a month. Like, I tell them initially what it is. And then I'll say to them, are you willing to get started? And they're like, yeah. I said, okay, good. Would it be okay with you if I sent you my, my agreement via email? And all you do is sign it, and then I'll send you the link, and you plug in your credit card information, and every month it'll just bill automatically. And they're like, yeah, do it. And that's it. So I, you're doing you're – do, you got to do the agreement. Right. And then you have to do a second with the credit card. Yeah, because as far as I know, with Spark, you can't send a contract out and have them plug the card information in. So I do an agreement, they sign the agreement, then I, and I, and I make it as an in-house payment, monthly in-house payment, because you can't, you can't complete the contract unless you have card information. So I say, let me send you the contract, they sign it, and I said, right after you sign it, I'm going to send you the card link, and then they basically get the link, they fill out their card and hit send, and then it switches their payment from in-house to monthly payment, and it's done. It's simple and easy and quick, and, and. You'll have to show me how that works, because. Yeah, I mean, I know how to make an agreement that is, you know, a paid in full or whatever you call it, an in-house payment. No, you don't know. It's, not a, to, pay, it's not a paid in full. Right, sure in-house you know, payment. I got you. In-house, right, yeah. And then, um, and yeah, and then we're done, dude. And it's like I, I normally would have had to be in the office, sit down with them, take the 40 minutes to have them fill it out. Now they do it. Contracts are already filled out. They read it. They sign it digitally on their telephone and hit send. They use their finger to sign. And hit send. And I've been doing renewals. I did four renewals yesterday on clients that are up for renewal. Um, that uh, I said, are you going to continue? You know, they've been active in our Zoom classes. They said, absolutely, send me the agreement. And I send it out. The one thing I do do is make a separate spreadsheet on Excel that says contracts out. Because if I send the agreement over in Spark and, and it's an agreement and they haven't signed it, it'll stay as an unsigned agreement. So I make a special Excel spreadsheet that says these are the contracts out. Yes, it was sent on this day. Yes, they signed it. Now I have their credit card info. Yes, and and we're all done. Boom, and then I highlight it, and we're we're you know complete. So it's my little process mentally, so I don't forget anything. But yeah, it's it, dude, it saved me. It saved me so much time. Like I had, I can't imagine how people were overwhelmed. And I used to believe that maybe I'm a tyrant. I used to believe this that. Maybe I'm just this guy who accepts way too much of our people. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe I'm too bossy. Maybe I'm, but I'm realizing now that I'm able to do the job of three people. And of course, Spark has a lot to do with that, right? Because of the automations that they put in. And I'm sorry, if, you know, I'm not trying to sell Spark, but it literally is simplified well, it my life. You know, it, it sells itself. And I mean, it is magical. I mean, I haven't seen Ron sell and, um, Master Chung Park in person in quite some time. Um, and when I do get to see them, I'm going to give them a hug. I have to. It's just like I need to do that because they've made my life so much better just because of the way they've developed this software. But anyway, um, by the way, most what? other softwares possibly have the opportunity to do this as well if you set it up. So your answer to your question for you is that um, I literally have excluded that. And like I said, my payroll is down so dramatically because of it. This is money that's that 
has helped me pay for my daughter's college. It's it's gone to doubling down on mortgage payments. It's done, and I say that, and and I and my people honestly, the only thing that's missing is people can't do retail sales by walking up and saying how much is that bow staff. Um, they have to wait for one of our instructors to come out and say, hey, do you have time? And then my guy will go, not today, but let me. What are you looking for? Okay, I, and I'm like. Just take the bow, grab it now, take that bow and go home with it. And I write it on a pad. I have this pad by my desk, and I write, charge out, Joe Smith, five-foot pink bow. And then I literally bill, I go, can I bill your credit card on file with Spark? I make an invoice. I hit bill the credit card on file, and then I email them the receipt. And by the way, it's the yeah. easiest way to sell gear because there's no buyer's remorse. It's like, just grab it, grab yep. it, let me write that down. You want the tie, you want the case, you want the bow, you want the this, you want the that. They're not... They're not looking at a receipt going, oh, crap. And then I go, can I build a credit card? Okay, yeah, boom, done. So it's amazing. Yeah, We have someone online with us right now that just joined in. His name is Siku Al Wharton. He's from Bermuda, an old friend of mine, an incredible instructor. So uh, I think it's the same person um, that, uh, hey, that, me, that I know. Let me ask you uh, about your um, – uh, scavenger hunt that you're doing, and I'm curious. You know, I know that you have it set up for this weekend. I think. Yeah, um, Friday. And then Friday. Yeah. Okay. So, can you explain to me and everybody else? Uh, you know, because I think this is a good idea to keep people engaged. You know, one of the things well, that we're doing uh, with being, we've had you on uh, virtually. I had you know Kenny Bigby on virtually. Yeah. You know, uh, we've got good response on both of those. And thank you, by the way, for sending your uh, your books and autographing those for my students. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Invoice. No invoice. So. It's, it's on me, but it, it, I think no, it's no, my gosh. No, no, no. There, okay. It's all my right. gift to you for all that you do, and that's the least I can do. So, anyway, forget about that part. But so the scavenger hunt. Um, my friend talked about it. Other people, other coaches and consultants in the industry have, have done it before. It, I didn't invent it, but it's a great idea. It's something that we're giving back to the students. And let me just tell you the response. People have been sending me stuff. Sign me up for that scavenger hunt. I'm like, you don't have to sign up. I'm going to send you the link. You just show up. They're like, we are so excited as a family. Like, mother, father, and the siblings that don't train, they're all going to do it, right? They're all involved. I even have adults. One of my guys is like, this is how funny people are. So, like, am I going to drive around? Like, do I have to go to supermarkets and go to, like, people's yards? I'm like, dude, it's all stuff in your house. You don't even have to leave your house, right? So um, he's like, I'm excited. My my wife and I are going to do it. Like, I'm like, this is cool. So we have – I made up a thing because you could share your screen on, on Spark. I, I mean, on um, Zoom. So I'm going to say, okay, guys, this is the item. And I have a list of uh, – let's see, I have 41 pages. So it's about 30 – 39 items, 38 items that they're going to look for. So um, basically, like item one, find a red shoe. I'll just throw a few of them out there so you get the mentality of what people should look for. Find a plastic spoon, um, a roll of tape, any type. And I have it on on a Word document where I could share the screen and scroll it so they can see the item. And then I'm going to say you have two minutes to go find it and um, and go. And then I'm, everyone comes back after two minutes. I'm going to go count down 10, 9, 8, 7, and then I'm going to have a timer. And then I'm going to go, okay, great, who's got it? And they'll raise their hand. Then my buddy did this already with amazing success. He says people just absolutely loved it. 
And um, he said at the end, he goes, how many people got 10 items? How many people got 20? How many people got 30? And then he counts up the ones that got the highest amount. And then he awards them as winners, and he's given out 10, 10 pizza kits. And he called up his local pizza parlor, and, and the going rate is around 10 or 12 bucks. And he's given $120 in pizza out, plus paying the delivery guy a tip and all that. So it's maybe about $155, and he's sending the raw pizza kit to the family. It's going to be delivered to them from the pizza parlor. And then they, they have the dough, they have the sauce, they have the cheese, they have the spices, and they're going to make their own pizza and then take a picture as a family of the pizza when it's done. And, um, in fact, let me try to see if I could pull it up, but one of my buddy that had that, let's see if I have it. Um, but, anyway, he, one of the families says, we've never made a pizza together as a family. Can you imagine? Oh. Like, I make, I make pizzas every Friday with my, my family. But they've never done this. It was so much fun. I'm paraphrasing her, her, her comment. It was so much fun. This is going to be part of our weekly or monthly family thing to do. So th this is why our service is so important. So some more items, a stuffed animal, um, a red, blue, magenta, or green crayon, um, a flashlight, uh, a measuring cup of any size, uh, you know, some sort of sweet snack, uh, a bucket, something to make your breath smell fresh. You know, like, you know, whether it be syrups or gum or, or mouthwash or toothpaste, you know, give them some time. And, and then as a family, they just like, they disperse some sort of macaroni or spaghetti, cooked or uncooked, right? You know, that kind of thing. So I have a whole list of things. And, and then it's just a service. And again, I wrote on our notes when I was talking to you before, like, how are we as school owners ramping up service? And why couldn't we do a monthly or bi-monthly or quarterly scavenger hunt from now on, even after we're back at the school, Friday night scavenger hunt for free. It doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't take us more than an hour of our time. It just brings everyone together. Um, you know, it's just another thing that we could be doing to ramp up our service and show people why our schools are so awesome. How are you, how do you pick the 10 people? Like, how do you pick uh, the 10 people that are going to get pizzas? Well, simply, we're going we're gonna to say how many people got the most of the items. So if we have 40 items on the list, how many people got 30? Okay, how many people got 40? How many people got, you know, how many people got, you know, 35, you know? And then whoever got the most, those, those 10 people that raised their hands, I'm going to pick that out. And look, if I have 20 people that have all gotten it, maybe we'll throw on an extra item or two. You know, that, you know what I mean? To kind of just narrow it down. But we want to give – I'd be happy if I gave out 15. It really doesn't cost us much. Okay. Right. <clears throat> okay. Another cool thing that I did, too, is I just made these really awesome protective masks, and they got the face of a samurai on them with our logo on the side. And they're not N95, so they're not, you know, respirator masks, but they're just a face covering because they're saying go out with a bandana over your face. So I made these cool masks. Are they cloth? They're cloth. They're like a T-shirt material, but a thicker T-shirt material. And um, okay. and I bought 150 of them. I'm going to give one to every one of the students and then uh, that want them. And then if parents want them too, I ask for. I'm going to do like eight or ten dollars for the parents. And then if I have to do another run, I'll do another run. And we're going to literally, uh, you know, give them out. And the ten dollars we're charging to the parents who are non-training students is just as a donation back to the school to try to pay for the cost of it. 
And then we're going to go around with little care bags, and we're going to fill it with a T-shirt from our school, which is one of our special Ninja uh, Ninja Shadows T-shirt um, that we designed that I made for Christmas presents that I never gave out because they came in too late. So I'm going to give them a T-shirt, give them a mask, give them a copy of my book, and deliver it to their houses. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, Deliver if it costs me, okay. if, if it, yeah, because Ryan, Ryan, my my main guy, and myself are gonna go, um, gonna go out, and he'll do ten a day. I'll do ten a day. It won't even cost me a penny in gas because I have an electric car. So, uh, so, and I'm gonna go deliver. And you know what? I'm gonna text them or say I'm gonna come and deliver sometime today, and I'm gonna hang it, just hang it on their door. They don't have to see me, and okay. if they're home. I'll ring the bell and it'll be hanging on the door and I'll wave and we'll get some good, you know, good time there and that kind of thing. What, uh, okay, all right. So maybe next week we can talk about, um, I don't know if you've done one already, but a virtual graduation or belt testing. I'd like to kind of talk about that next time. Absolutely. And, and we are doing that. It's because um, we are uh, we went through yesterday the list. So we have about 20 people that are on the list from white to yellow. We have another 20 people that are ye- uh, from from uh, beginner to white, white to yellow. And then we have a few little higher ranks. The higher ranks, like, you know, the real higher ranks, we're kind of holding off slightly. Um, but we're going to do a lot of beginner, basic white belt level, yellow belt level promotions. So we'll definitely talk about that. I'm going to be working through that real soon. And, uh, yeah, I have a few friends that have been doing that as well. But I want it to be a genuine test. I don't want it to be just like, hey, let me, because we're in quarantine, here's your belt. You deserve it. However, I also want to point out that what's the big deal? Like, you know, we're not giving black belts out, right? We're, we're giving, like, a beginner level belt, an intermediate, like, at most, so we can always come back later and make sure that they know their material and clean it up and it be the best that they've ever done, right? we got to make sure we do that. Yeah, so, so uh, let's talk about that next time, uh, the, the virtual absolutely. graduations and such. Because I got uh, in, in June, um, I, June 6th was supposed to be my black belt test. Um, and okay. I've got over 30, 30 people that are, that are scheduled to test. So that's going to be interesting. Um, so I'd like to bounce some ideas off of you and, and, uh, yeah. the listeners, especially. Awesome. Yeah. So we're overtime. You and I have talked ourselves out. We could probably go for another hour or two, but we're, we went overtime. Right? I'm sure. So, I don't know that people keep listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, by the way, last thing I made a, a at home shuriken kits, uh, so that they, uh, so that they learn how to throw shuriken. And I, I made these and did an instructional video on it. And I made them from tops of, like, Chinese food Tupperware containers, the throwaways. So, and, and I said, let's learn how to throw shuriken and make your own shuriken. And, you know, we're going to throw them into buckets and learn how to throw them. So, you know, just doing little ninja things like that, another over-the-top thing, way, you know. And then we might have a shuriken night. And we're doing um, – this Friday is our scavenger hunt. Next Friday we're doing a tricking night. And we had, you know, flips and turns and all that stuff. And people need mats. So we actually have tons of extra mats. We just had them, about 15 people came to the dojo and borrowed a mat. And they brought it to their house so they can do some tricking on the mat in their yard. So just trying to stay engaged, man. Just trying to keep it all going. Yeah, we've got uh, our black belts uh, with uh, uh, gun um, 
you know, uh, self-defense, you know, the handgun self-defense. Right, right, right. Stuff. So I, my head instructor, Mr. Bean, he's good at woodworking. So he, he's taken a little template and he's going to, we need, he's making like 80 guns and we're going to, uh, uh, you know, go deliver those guns to their, their houses because they, they need to, they can't practice without a gun. You know what I mean? So that'll be a, just a little wooden gun that they'll be able to have, but you know, we're, uh, we're making them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, that's fantastic. And, oh, and by the way, um, you could also be retailing stuff, right? You did that as well. You did some specials, some pads, some deals, and I sold some wave, used wave masters. Um, so let's do that next week. I, I, and, you know, we'll talk about, you know, the upside of promotions. Let's talk about retail. Let's talk about how to you know, get some tools to the students and so on. Okay. Yeah. And then I don't know if you have the uh, – information but if you do maybe put it in the the the, the thread for um you know this with regards to the um scavenger hunt and then also the masks so that people can uh, get access to those type of things from you okie doke i'll definitely do that well i don't i don't do the mask but i have a friend who's doing them but uh um and uh they are, he's charging me plus shipping, a little bit for shipping, but he's charging me like five bucks a mask only, um, with the custom printing on it. So, uh, yeah, right, uh, Super right. Wharton, Sifu Wharton, um, he, uh, he runs a school and group in Bermuda. Um, what a great guy, great martial artist. I believe he does Shitoru Karate and Kung Fu. Um, I forget the style. But anyway, he said, hey, send some masks down to Bermuda because they're just starting to go through some of this quarantine stuff down there now. So, interesting. Um, all right, Dwayne, awesome. I'm not, I'll let you go, and you thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. And um, let's chat next week, and you and I will keep in touch every day as we do. And say, and everyone else, um, have a great day. And, and maybe they could download it on iTunes, right? You can make it quickly give them a, a quick thing on that. Yeah, I mean, you can search for School Owner Talk in um well in any device we're on spotify and anywhere you hear podcasts we're there so you can uh, download it so it just gets go straight to your phone that way if you're not able to watch us live you can uh or you know you can always go back and listen to any of the older podcasts uh if you need any more information go to schoolownertalk.com uh, again that's schoolownertalk.com Allie, thanks take care Dwayne. i'll see you soon bye everybody take care bye